Hey, who's got my hat? Look, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Three Guys in a Mouse, Season 2, Episode 4. I was on top of the world, living high. It's right in my pocket. I was living the life. Things were just the way they should be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys in the Mouse. Josh here like always with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. Hey. And we're going to talk a little bit about some Disney news, especially with Comic-Con. And then in our main story, we're going to talk about the Guardians of Terror, or whatever you want to call it, that we just got official word for. So anyway, uh, let's not put any more on this, and here we go. So to start things off with the news, we're going to start with Zoom Zooms, since that's a little bit of Disney Parks uh, news that's coming out. So they've got a new set of Zoom Zooms out. They're uh, Fantasyland, so you've got like, uh, it looks like it's supposed to be like Small World. They've got the hippo and um, they've got the little boy from Mexico. They've got Mr. Toad. They have Sorcerer Mickey, Princess Minnie. They have a carousel horse and then a teacup. And uh, then they also uh, showed pictures that they also have the orange bird and they have a cowboy for uh, front... Or no, it's not a cowboy now, I remember. It's a Jungle Cruise skipper for... Um, yeah. So those are the two other ones. So they announced that these came out July 22nd and uh, they're going to be online July 26th. What do you guys think of the new Zoom Zooms? They're Zoom Zooms. I mean, I don't really collect them, but they're cool. Yeah, I like that they do the Disney Parks exclusive ones, but then at the same time, they're also really hard to find. So it's, like, super complicated. Like, the Haunted Mansion ones, I've only seen, like, some of them. I've never yeah. seen all of them. But, I mean, whatever. It, it's a cool thing for if you collect it. I mean, I'm not going to hate on anyone spending their money on more orange bird crap. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I, like, it's funny because, like, the orange bird is, like, one of those things that everyone's like, oh, you know, I love orange bird because, you know, it's a callback, blah, and I'm just like, yeah, but at what point do we just go, we don't need more of it? Ugh. Actually, um, in other news of things we don't need more of, I saw that uh, someone posted online that they have a new version of the Tomorrowland pin uh, at Disneyland. And I was just like, I was like, Why? I was like, why are you investing more money in this? (laughs) It is what it is, though. Um, No, but uh, to move on from that, um, which this is actually, like, something... Like, I'm not a huge collector for, but I do collect, like, some. So they've got uh, new Pop Funkos coming to the parks. Um, They announced that they have an Indiana Jones exclusive for the Disney parks. So... This is where I'm, like, kind of annoyed. So, the and these were released July 22nd, so they were released a couple days ago. Um, but, so, it's very obvious. Anyone that knows Indiana Jones knows, which I actually just rewatched the whole, uh, the trilogy with uh, my daughter. That's right, I said trilogy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
It's very obvious that it's supposed to be Indiana Jones from Temple of Doom because he has the, you know, the sleeves cut off of his shirt, the open shirt, the machete, and he has the Shankara stone. But the Disney Parks exclusive one, the box says Indiana Jones Adventure, uh, Temple of the Forbidden Eye, which, as any Disney Parks fan knows, that's actually the name of the Disneyland ride. Personally, I think it's very stupid that they made it a point to make him the Temple of Doom one and then have the box be for the ride. But, you know, I digress. I'm happy that at least, like, there's a Disney Parks exclusive one. Um, But then to move on to more annoying stuff, well, uh, so, like, it's going to be available in more places than the other set, which the other set is uh, Haunted Mansion. But uh, these are going to be available. They're available at D Street in... uh, Downtown Disney, the Adventureland Bazaar, and then at Walt Disney World, they have it at uh, the at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost, naturally, and Disney Springs at the Disney Pin Traders. Though I also don't understand why they have these at Disney World, because these are obviously for Disneyland's rides, so whatever. But this is where I'm super annoyed. The retail price is $19.95, and, which anyone that collects, like, Pop Funkos knows that that's double the price of what they are. And we discussed this off mic. I'm one of the people who will buy it just because of the different box. And I'm very happy to see that they didn't make another one for the Stunt Spectacular show and just put another random box. Because I'd be so dumb that I'd buy both. I don't know, man. It's either a Pop Funko or a t-shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's to me it's like very expensive for them to think that you're going to buy that. But then at the same time, I think it's also their whole thing that... What they're really pushing is they want you to... or They're, they're pushing it more for like the fans, I would say. Because, I mean, realistically, like there's not that much for... Especially for Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Like, they have like nothing that says that. Like, I mean, you can see on my bookshelf right now, I have the Indiana Jones map for the ride. They don't sell that anymore. Like, as of right now, if you went to Disneyland, the only things they have for Indiana Jones are shirts, and they mostly just say, you know, uh, fortune and glory on it. Like, that's all they really say. So, like, it it is cool. Um, I will say, though, at Comic-Con, they have, uh, they actually have these, or they have an Indiana Jones exclusive for Comic-Con. And it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, and he's holding the, uh, you know, the um, fertility idol from the opening scene. I, I felt like that would have been a better fit to be the one in this box, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, what can we do? <laughs> but uh, like I was saying earlier, which I was actually surprised about this, and I remember we talked about it before when they announced the Haunted Mansion ones. I didn't know that they were released in November, and they're available at D Street at downtown Disney and Disneyland um so like we have to like stop by there I guess because I've never seen them um then again like we also discussed that off mic we haven't been to D Street in like forever so I guess it's not that surprising we didn't notice them the last time I went they have a lot of like Star Wars shirts Mm -hmm. and like that that was it yeah it's basically a Star Wars store now that's why we were just like eh whatever it looked like it, uh, it could glow in the dark I I believe, if I recall, these ones don't, but the, uh, I know at Comic-Con, this, uh, this year for Comic-Con, they also had an exclusive set of these ones, and I know for a fact those ones glow in the dark. 
That's but I think I think that the uh, the ones that they sell at Disneyland don't. But it is cool that they have a uh, Hatbox Ghost since we have him back. So. <laughs> eat it, eat it up, Nathan. <laughs> you don't have the Hatbox Ghost. But um, yeah, <laughs> to to move on to um, so oh yeah, I also wanted to mention you know over our little break, uh, Disneyland turned sixty one. They did like a li- they did like a little stuff at Disneyland, and um, they released like some uh, stuff for the 61st. You know, because realistically, they always have something for one of their birthdays. But you know, it's it's just good to know that Disneyland is 61, still celebrating its 60th. So <laughs> the diamond celebration to end eventually. <laughs> Actually, um, that's uh, that's like a little bit of news too. Um, so, if you recall, we had mentioned this in, I think it was like February, uh, the Seasons of the Force was supposed to end in April, and very obviously it hasn't. <laughs> so, I wanted to bring this up because, like, other podcasts have been, like, griping about that, where they're like, they promised us that, um, it was gonna go down, but, and I was like, first of all, they never actually promised us a timeline. And I remember we discussed that specifically, that there was never actually a timeline. There was rumors of a timeline. But then, to me, and I've like discussed this with other people, as soon as Star Wars Force Awakens hit $2 billion, everyone should have known that that timeline was gone. Because it, w- it, was turning, it turned into, this is going to stay here until, you know, Star Wars Land opens, basically. And, which I don't blame them for. But uh, the thing I did want to mention is that we did get confirmation that Hyperspace Mountain is going down because no. they, uh, this like, I believe it was last week, they announced the dates for um, Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Halloween Party. And for Disneyland's version, they announced uh, that returning favorites are going to be Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, which was confirmation that it is turning back into Ghost Galaxy. But then there's also a question if it's going to turn back into Hyperspace Mountain, which I'm willing to put my money on that it is. Because it uses all the same stuff as Ghost Galaxy, so they just have, have to revert it right back over. Those are, those are my thoughts exactly, because I love Ghost Galaxy. But and it's the easiest transition to just be like, okay, well it's over, so we'll switch it back to Star Wars until Star Wars Land is open. Yeah. I think... When Star Wars Land open, I think they should do something with um, Space Mountain, like a little bit more. Because once they take down Hyperspace Mountain, I mean, like, I don't think, I mean, people are going to ride Space Mountain, but I think they want more things, you know, like a little bit more updated. To be honest, I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm willing to bet that it's going to go right back to being regular Space Mountain, and then they'll just do Ghost Galaxy uh, in Halloween time. Um, just cause like Space Mountain is one of those rides too where it's like uh, unlike a certain ride we're gonna discuss soon it's a ride that like because it's a mainstay you can't like completely get rid of it or completely convert it you know kind of like Big Thunder or Haunted Mansion or Pirates or um, uh, Splash Mountain like yeah all of the mountains and all that like all of the iconic rides you can really realistically you can never get rid of and and of course like i would say like that's a big thing too at a uh, disney world is that disney world doesn't have as many rides that i feel like are truly iconic to them 
Like, uh, you know, I mean, like, they're, because all of their iconic rides are the same ones Disneyland has. And so, well, I guess you can give them the fact that, I guess I'm just being too much of a West Coaster by saying that. But, like, it's just, to me, like, especially, like, their Pirates, we've discussed so many times. Their Pirates is so bad. It's yeah, just, it's like, terrible. if they got rid of it, you wouldn't notice. You'd be like, okay, it's gone. And I will say, I will give them, their Haunted Mansion is better. Like, even with the Hatbox Ghost in ours, theirs is much better. Like, it's just a way cooler ride. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, their mountains, their mountains are almost the same. Uh, and at that, the if you really did compare them, you know, shot for shot, ours are better. I'll, I will give them, though, I think their Big Thunder is better. Because, you know, their Big Thunder has, like, the gags and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the uh, Rainmaker guy, like, uh, trying to get the water out of his uh, wagon but yeah like I would say like their Splash Mountain's not as good um their uh their Space Mountain is definitely not as good they don't even have Matterhorn <laughs> but I mean like I'm getting way too anti-everything right now <laughs> just way into semantics yeah but um you know like I said like I just feel like we're, we're gonna get it back Space Mountain's gonna come back, unlike a certain ride that's apparently not going to be back for us anymore. But um, moving on from that, uh, at Disney World they announced that uh, Pizza Planet is going to be turning into Pizza Rizzo opening this fall at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is a confirmation of the rumored like mini Muppets Land. I know we discussed this off mic, but um, like. And, and, you know, I really know people out there are going to be mad, but I'm sorry. We are not Muppet fans. So to us, making a Muppet, like, mini-land is just a waste of time. And, you know, in my in our defense, the, uh, what is it, Muppets Most Wanted and the Muppet TV show getting canceled are confirmation that this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, if there is anything to say about this... Uh, that can be kind of a positive is Pizza Planet going down as sad as that is. We were getting the Pixar Toy Story mini lane anyways. So to be honest, having this in the corner didn't make sense. To be honest, and I'm not sure if I've ever said it on here, but I'm actually very—I was very glad that Pizza Planet wasn't coming back because that place is awful. It's <laughs> garbage food, like just, just the worst of the worst. The fact that, but that, this is like where, this is where I get really annoyed. So, it's on the side of Star Tours. Because, like, you know how you leave Star Tours at Disney Hollywood Studios, and basically if you turn left, that other side of the Star Tours building is uh, Pizza Planet, which is now Pizza Rizzo. So, my thing is, because I assumed, like, that area... Because you know how the Streets of America are right there? I assumed that that was going to be like an opening into Star Wars Land. Basically, like, Star Tours is like your entrance into Star Wars Land. This is confirmation that that's not happening. So, like, to me, I'm wondering how is Star Tours going to fit into Star Wars Land there? Because, like, like I, I already know it's going to sit at the front, no matter what. Because it's going to be, like, basically, like, your entrance into it. But then making this like little mini Muppets land means that Star Tours is either not connected or they're using that other like wall because you know there's a wall on the other side that's the cast member area unless they're turning that into the Star Wars land but to me it's like 
they didn't need to cut into that land anyway. But I, I, and I've discussed this with, like, my wife, like, realistically, I knew, like, in my, in my heart of hearts, I was hoping this restaurant was just gonna completely be gone. But I knew it was gonna stay because all of the fixtures for it to be, uh, you know, for it to be a restaurant are still there. So they're gonna use it. Just like the, what is it, Mama Melrose or whatever they call it, the little Italian place that's over there, that's always going to be a restaurant. No matter what that area becomes, it will always be a restaurant because it's already there. Then why not change it and give us, like, well-prepared food? Well, realistically, they gave us well-prepared pizza before, and then they took it right back from us. (laughs) (laughs) We're still upset about our, uh, our, um flat crust, uh, or yeah, a thin crust pizza being gone from, uh, pizza and pasta. I, like, literally, we go in there, and now we buy, we buy the chicken Caesar salad instead. Which I will say, the chicken Caesar salad is actually really good, but it's just upsetting that I can't have the pizza anymore. It's not the same. Yeah. We don't, we don't even same. go anymore. They're giving you garbage <laughs> pizza. Well, yeah, like I said, when I go, we get the pasta, and then we get the Caesar salad, like, we don't even we don't even pretend with the pizza anymore. We're just like no. Like, would you like no? Never again. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but um, actually, you know what's funny is this also parallels um, you know the whole Tower of Terror thing because it's the same idea. It's already there, so they're just redressing it. That's what it really comes down to. Same recipe, same shape of pizza too. <laughs> Most likely. Um, also, and I, I did this more for us, but uh, they uh, officially announced, like, um, and they started showing off, like, the 45th anniversary merchandise for Disney World. I'm excited, like, we're excited because when we're there um, in October, they're already going to have all this merchandise out. And, you know, like, uh, anyone that knows me, too, would know that, like, it's almost like once a week I wear the Walt Disney World Mickey Mouse shirt that I have. Which I do love that, like, every so often I get that question from people where they're like, Oh, have you been? I'm just like, no. No. Obviously I haven't. Like, why would you ask me that? But, uh... <laughs> uh I do like seeing, like, the, the merchandise, like, to be specific for a celebration. Like, I know Hunter has the 60th anniversary, the day of shirt, even though he wasn't there. Yeah. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that baby blue shirt. Yeah. The annual pass one that I have to wear another shirt with. I was so upset. I was just like, why did they go baby blue? Why that color? Right? Either that color or what was it? But you know, um, like I, I, I do like the. So with the 45th anniversary, they're they're being very simple. Um, I'm I'm uh, guessing that the reason they're going simple on it is because realistically, 45th is like kind of a smaller celebration. So like their celebration, it looks like it's more just the 45 logo with like a pie-eyed Mickey. Um, which I, I like that anyway, but, um, as we also know, there's rumors out there that, um, since the 40th anniversary, Disney World has been getting stuff ready for planning, which I would definitely agree. Like, I, like, you know it's happening. They're getting ready for the 50th already. Mm -hmm. They're already getting all the stuff ready because they know what they're going to be doing. Like, realistically, look at how big of a celebration they did for the 50th anniversary at Disney World. Uh, and that was for Disneyland. No, it was Disneyland's 50th, and they did it at Disney World. That's how they actually, that's how they got all of their, 
attractions from around the world. That's how they got Lights, Motors, Action from uh, Disneyland Paris. They got Soren from, uh, of course, Disney California Adventure. They got the Cinderella Bration show in front of the castle. And then, what else was there? I think that was it. Absolutely, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was, but that was the thing, is that was actually Disneyland Celebration, and they turned it into Disney World Celebration by saying it was the happiest homecoming on Earth, which I still hate. I was so mad. I was just like, why are you celebrating uh, someone else's birthday? That's, that's like literally like when you're a kid, and it's someone's birthday, and, and you know, that kid is just like, I need presents too. It's like, it's not your birthday, you don't need anything. <laughs> I invited you here to eat cake. <laughs> I will say, I did think it was really cool, though, at Disney World. I wonder if they'll do it again for their 50th. They had this, like, huge, like... It was made to look like a um, like a stained glass. And uh, it was showing the castles around the world on it. Like, it, it had, like, a shot of each castle. Which I thought was, like, a really nice touch. You know what they should do for their 50th anniversary? Celebrate it at yeah. Disneyland? <laughs> please, please get like black shirt or like not like a baby blue or nothing like that. Like black is a good shirt or red, White. either even red. That was a good oh shirt well, too. I'm sure they will. The, and no tie dye, please. Realistically, <laughs> the only reason why Disney went a different color for Disneyland's, which I and I knew it too, like and I said it to everyone when we were there, like. It was realistically, they wanted one that they could say, oh, this is only for annual pass holders, but all they really did was it was on a different color. And it said annual pass holder on it. Like, to me, like, they could have just sold the same shirt in the navy blue and just had it say annual pass holder on the side. That You still would have gotten the same thing. Like, it's not like you were, like, demanding, I need mine in a lighter color. <laughs> but whatever. I digress. Uh, to, to go back to what you were saying beforehand, when you first showed me the photos, I was like, oh, this is kind of bland, but now that you bring it up, it's true. It's not as big of a thing, so with that in mind, this is actually kind of nice stuff, considering. What's well, like um, Disneyland's 45th anniversary, um, which was actually a pretty big celebration at Disneyland, because that's when they relaunched, it's around the time that they relaunched um, their Tomorrowland, and that's how we got like rocket rods and stuff like that. But uh, I remember, and I have the pins for it, uh, their logo that they used was they used the partner statue as their logo for it, which I think is like a much better idea than just Mickey Mouse, like whatever. But you know, it is what it is. I'm definitely gonna get the uh, pajamas. <laughs> oh well, I I think some some of them look good. Like um, I do like the of course the baseball tee. Um, I'm super annoyed. So they have a picture of the Dooney and Burke uh, 45th anniversary Disney World like purse, and it is literally the same idea, the same design as the Disneyland 60, you know, the Diamond Celebration one. They just happen to change the Mickey to be the pie-eyed Mickey that they're using for their logo, and then they put the Disney the Disney World D on it, which I'm just like, you jerks. <laughs> They they try they didn't try at all. That's what I, that, like when you showed the photo. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, we just got mom the one for the 60th anniversary. And, I, and when you showed the picture, I was like, this looks exactly like it, guys. Come on. Yeah, but like uh, they do have like the normal merchandise too. They've got you know the pens, the little uh, puzzles, keychains, um, collector coins. Collector coins like. 
They are actually pretty cool. Like, I have the Disneyland 45th. I also have the Disney World um, for the 100 Years of Magic for Walt Disney's uh, 100th birthday in 2001. And they have the two different ones, right? Well, yeah. Well, one of them's like a collector coin. Then the other one is probably like silver or something like that. You know, like super expensive for yeah. no reason. They have the shot glass. Um, they, they have a mystery pin set. Uh, they have a regular pin set. But yeah, like, I mean, it's... Of course, like we said, like, they're kind of basic on it, but, you know, realistically, it's because they're getting... They're amping up for their 50th. And, like, Disneyland did the same thing. Like, um, I've heard tons of podcasts where they talked about that, if you can find any that go back that far, that, like, Disneyland's 50th was that thing that they were planning for 10 years. Like, they were getting ready for it for 10 years because they knew it was going to be a huge thing that's why like um like disneyland though specifically had like stuff in it that were like really cool like uh, i remember one thing specifically that they did is every opening day attraction had a gold um like train uh you know like ride vehicle in it so like autopia had one gold uh car um the carousel had a gold horse peter pan had a gold flying ship uh of course, some of them didn't make the cut, like Alice in Wonderland, because Alice in Wonderland opened the year after Disneyland opened because that wasn't ready. But, you know, like, uh, I wonder if they're going to do something cool like that. I think Mr. Toad had one too, right? Um, yes, I believe so. And then um, that, that was actually one of my favorite things was that they did um, Hidden Mickeys where they had 50 gold Hidden Mickeys around the park. And that was, like, a cool thing that I just thought that you know, for them to just, like, throw in there. Like, I'm, I'm sure they'll do something cool like that. that. That reminds me, like, do you remember, like, in the old Disney Channel when they used to do, like, the Hidden Mickey um, little segments and stuff? I always thought those were cool. <laughs> like, with the Disney 365 and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That was way back in the day, though. Um, I do want to end it, though, uh, coming back to, like, our inner nerds. Because uh, Comic-Con was this past week. As we discussed, you know, the... Uh, well, we sort of discussed. So they have, like, uh, you know, the exclusive Pop Funkos and stuff. Um, so Disney had, like, a... They had a partial presence. Because, like, originally they had said that they weren't going to have a Marvel panel. Which everyone was like, how, how can they do that? Which I was like, who cares? <laughs> um, they ended up di- uh, doing the Marvel panel. Uh, they announced a couple things. So, like... To me, like, I noticed, like, there was some really cool stuff. Like, I'm going to start off with, like, uh, realistically, it's the stuff that they did, like, yesterday. But it's, uh, so the actual Marvel panel, they had the cast of uh, Doctor Strange there and of, uh, I think, of Thor Ragnarok were there. But um, the cool thing, so, like, there's some cool stuff. Like, Thor Ragnarok. They had stuff on display, kind of like how they did it last year for, or the year before for Avengers Age of Ultron, where they had the broken shield and they had the Ultron bots. Um, so this year, for Thor Ragnarok, they actually, which I, I think was like a cool thing for them to confirm, it was the, uh, basically the Planet Hulk, like, armor. Uh, yeah, they had the armor on display for Hulk. Which is, like, a cool thing to, like, basically admit that, yeah, Planet Hulk is, like, part of the storyline. Which, that too, like, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, we need our own, like, Hulk movie, which I don't think we do. But I'm actually super happy to see that they're taking... Because Thor Ragnarok is a comic book storyline, but I like that they're 
also uh, bringing in you know the uh, th- or the Planet Hulk storyline into it. Um, I know for a fact uh, he was there though. Uh, man, I'm blanking on his name now. The guy who played Mark Ruffalo. Uh, he was there. Um, I, I believe none of the stars were there, though. I don't, uh, I think, yeah, because Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't think, was there. Um, I know Chris Pratt was there, because I saw him on Instagram. But, uh, like, Chris Hemsworth, I don't think, was there either. But, um, so the other part, of course, is, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a big thing that they showed off. And they showed off scenes from the movie. Um, one of them I read... It showed off, uh, like, I guess, uh, Yondu gets a new, like, horn, like, uh, which I guess it's like an implant that he has so that he can control that little arrow, but what they showed was, like, a clip of him and Rocket trying to break out of, uh, prison, because, uh, that's the thing, too, is, like, they announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, is about, uh, them trying to find out uh, or uncover the secrets about uh, Peter Quill's father, while at the same time, uh, they uh, they end up having to team up with the former villains of Nebula and Yondu uh, and whatever the search is. So they, uh, like, they're being very vague, but I also like the whole idea of, like, the team-up going on, especially with the former bad guys. But, uh, so in the, but back to the scene. So in the scene, um, uh, he's locked up, Yondu's locked up with Rocket, and then I guess they took his, like, they took out his, um, uh, his, like, fin, or his, uh, yeah, his little implant, so that he can't control the, like, uh, oh no, that's right, now I, now I remember. He's locked up because there was a mutiny. His, uh, uh, scavenger crew, or ravager crew uh, mutinied him, and he's locked up, and then he has they have baby group go get his, uh, he, he says that he has, like, a different version of the implant, and he needs to get it, and then I guess, like, it's, like, shots of, like, baby group, uh, because he's still a baby, he doesn't understand, he's bringing up, like, random stuff, and at one point he brings up, like, uh, a guy's leg, and, uh, I guess, like, there's, like, a funny scene where Rocket's like, yes, we'll take that, and then he's like, no, that's not what we're looking for, and then, uh, he ends up getting a new, like, uh, thing, but, yeah, like, they showed off some stuff. Uh, Michael Rooker actually came at, in character as Yondu with the new fin, which looks like a huge mohawk. Um, that they, they uh, officially stated that um, Kurt Russell is going to be his dad, which I was like, I thought we already assumed that. But um, we also got news today, though, that Sylvester Stallone is joining, uh, or he joined the cast. So like, no one knows what he's doing in it yet, but he's in it. Um, we got a new trailer for Doctor Strange. Um, it's good. Yeah, like, to me, though, it's, like, it's, like, it's that thing where it's just, like, okay. Like, it's just more of what I saw before. I, I felt like the bigger news was their TV stuff. Because, like, they did a panel the day before on the TV stuff, and it was for Netflix and for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they officially announced, because they had been posting, like, pictures of, uh, like, the Ghost Rider, like, chain on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they officially announced that, uh, Ghost Rider is joining the cast, which I think is cool. I still think that show sucks, but it might make me watch it. But then, like, the the bigger announcement to me was the Netflix stuff, because on net for the Netflix stuff, you got, um, they, uh, they confirmed that Daredevil Season 3 is coming, 
they had a teaser trailer for Luke Cage season one. Uh, I believe they announced uh, Jessica Jones season two, and then they officially announced uh, Punisher season one. And then um, they had a trailer at the very end, which I thought was like the best part, and it was uh, like showing all of the characters, uh, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, and then like uh, saying, you know, um, someone's got to defend the. I think it's like uh, it's one of them saying like someone has to defend the city, and then it says defenders coming 2017, and I was like, yes, <laughs> team up. Basically, it's like if the it's like if the Arrow and Flash panel, if they just showed off a trailer where it was just like Justice League coming 2017 to CW, you'd be like, oh my god, I need this. Don't give me things that we won't have. Yeah, because Warner Brothers is too busy splitting their universes, making no sense, but whatever. <laughs> now, I thought overall, like, so their like announcements were like kind of. They were kind of just like okay, like they were they were okay announcements, but to me like it was also that thing that, you know, I wasn't expecting much because they had originally said they weren't going to be there at all. So, you know, it was more of like oh well at least we, at least we got something. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you guys think of what you saw though? Uh, well, I mean the main thing was for me was like Doctor Strange and I guess Justice League because I was. One of the big things that oh, came out. Oh, that's Warner Brothers. Well, yeah, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you, are you talking about Warner Brothers? We're, ta- we're talking Marvel. Disney and Marvel right now. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Strange. You months. No, I didn't expect too much out of it either because we get, we're we still getting ready to gear up for, like, you know, the new Avengers and all that. So we're, I wasn't expecting too much other than maybe an announcement for Thor and... We got the little stuff for Thor, so that's all I was really looking for. Yeah. Um, actually, to go back to what George was saying, though, like, in a stark parallel, though, so, like, Marvel is, like, a mainstay now. Like, we expect, you know, two movies from them a year. We're expecting another Avengers movie in, like, 2018. Um, but then, uh, because of that, like, this year they took it easy where they were just like, oh, well, here's some stuff that we're doing. Uh, and it was more it was more like they were just confirming stuff and then they were really like trying to impress you you know because like what was it last year when they last year is when they showed off Civil War and they showed like the scene of like uh, of uh, Cap and Iron Man fighting and that's like the thing that everyone was just like oh my god like this is amazing but you know Marvel took it easy this year and then uh, the stark difference was Warner Brothers went the complete opposite and they just started showing everything. They were just like doing as much as they can to get your attention. Do you, th- do you think the reason why is because uh, next year the D23 Expo is that the reason why they're taking it easy this year? There's rumors that it's that but it's also the fact that like they don't have as much going on because like they like Realistically, they don't have, like, another team-up movie, you know, like, they don't have Civil War happening, they don't have another Avengers coming, so it's just, for right now, they're just, like, taking it easy, being like, oh, well, you know, we don't have that much stuff. Uh, But, yeah, like I said, uh, Warner Brothers went the complete opposite. They showed you a a trailer for Wonder Woman, they showed you a trailer for Justice League, which Justice League is filming, so that means that what they basically did is they filmed scenes... For this trailer, and 
Well, they had showed a they had showed a scene that's in the trailer before. They had showed it at the com or Comic Con at the um, Cinema Con that we do out here in Las Vegas, uh, where it was the scene of Bruce Wayne meeting um, Barry Allen. Now, like finally seeing it because I had like read before about it. Like, finally seeing the trailer, I thought, I will say, like, just off the bat, I'm going to tell you, great trailer. I mean, to me, like, especially, like, uh, anyone that is a friend of mine on Facebook or Twitter knows that I went on a whole rant while I watched uh, my Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, which... It, it answered it answered some questions. It made some things make less sense, but, you know whatever i'm not gonna get super into that but um so like that so this is my big thing is in the trailer they show you flash and um and bruce wayne and i will say like a lot better like so much better than what we got in batman v superman because it was way more lighter even the whole thing with him and aquaman everything was a lot lighter and was more in the sense of like the the marvel style where it's more like hey, we can be fun about this, you know, this is a little ridiculous, you know, like, when he, uh, you know, it starts off with, like, him and Aquaman, and then, uh, Wonder Woman's like, oh, uh, what did he say, and then he's like, well, uh, he's, uh, he's gonna join the team, and she's like, did he say that, and he's like, more or less, she's like, was it more, or was it less, and then, like, they show, like, you know, him, like, yeah, choke him out, and then he's just, like, less, and then, of course, they show the Barry Allen scene. The thing with me, and I know a lot of people, actually at the CinemaCon, it was the biggest complaint people had, is they were like, I liked the scene with Bruce Wayne and, Bre- uh, and Barry. <laughs> Barry Allen. But then the problem is that it's almost shot for shot the scene of Tony Stark uh, getting Spider-Man onto the team in Civil War. Like, right down to him coming in and being like, oh, what is a billionaire doing in my home? Like, it was just, like, there was too much of that. But then, that was the thing, is, like, I'm willing to forgive that because I'm, like, they really just need to get this going. That And that's the thing, is, like, Warner Brothers, when it really comes down to it, they're trying to catch up. And, of course, they made a stumble uh, with the whole, like, Batman v Superman. But it looks like Justice League is them getting back on track. It's, like, them being, like, look, this is, this is more the style. We want it to be something people want to see, not something that only, you know, comic book fans and uh, comic book nor people, like, it, it doesn't need to be, like, so niche. It needs to be something that people will like. It has to be universal. Uh, when we're discussing all this, like, I know some people might be taking it as, like, oh, Marvel's, you know, not, not at the same rate anymore, but at the same time, it also sounds like Marvel's thing. They are doing what they were kind of doing to build up. They're like, hey, we've got the, uh, we got the other Avengers movie, but we've got to get this stuff in there to, you know, get you ready for it. Well, I mean, We're not rushing um, it. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. Is like, for Marvel, they don't really care. They're just like, whatever. We're doing our own thing. You guys should do your own thing, too. Uh, and that's like, for me, too, that's a big issue with Warner Brothers in general, is they spend too much time looking over the fence. They're like Universal's theme park. They just look too much over the fence going, we're better than them. We'll show them. But it's just like, dude, just make a quality product and people will come. Like, don't don't get yourself concerned with we're going to be better than that. It's like, eh, of course, it's like different because this is more like D 
DC realistically is more like Disney in the sense that they're the namestay that people know. Except the thing is, is that for these movies, uh, DC they they pooped the bed. They that's what they did. Like they completely missed it. They missed the mark with Batman v Superman. And we've discussed this before. Batman v Superman you know, made half of its money in the first weekend, there's no reason why they should have gone under a billion dollars. You know, with the, uh, the new movie, I thought it's way too soon. Like, I thought they are going to announce it next year. Like, when they were saying they, like, yeah. this year, I was like, already? Like, the movie just came out, like, a month well, ago. Justice League comes out next year, but that's the thing is that they made it a point that it's going to get done. Like... And that's that's really what it comes down to. They they just want to get everything going. Um, my other annoyance, and this is just as a DC fan, where is Green Lantern? <laughs> I can't stand that they're bringing in Cyborg, but not Green Lantern. Because I'm just like, yeah, I get it. The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern was awful. <laughs> but, like, if we can have a new Batman freaking, like, not even, like, five years after the best Batman, why is it that we can't have a new Green Lantern introduced in here? Because Green Lantern is like one of my favorites. So it's just like, for them not to bring him in, but bring in Cyborg. Cyborg is like the stupidest character. I'm sorry, Jeff Johns. Because Jeff Johns in the like special features of Batman v Superman talks about how cool Cyborg is. And I'm like, no. Cyborg is stupid. Cyborg is also... Uh... In a lot of these instances, part of the Teen Titans squad, which kind of makes him... Nah. He's not... He, To me, he is like... He does not deserve to be in the Justice League. Like, just flat out. It should have been... It should have been... Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Well, yeah, the... I guess the... Yeah, the original, the original one. <laughs> like, I... Just bringing, bringing in Cyborg to me, I was just like, why... Like, it, it would be like if uh, if the first Avengers movie, if they were just like, oh yeah, and this guy. <laughs> well, I guess some people felt like that when they when they announced, you know, Hawkeye, and uh, that way he was going to be in there, because it was like, well, why is he in there? You know what, I bet you anything, the second um, trailer is going to be with Green Lantern, just like Spider-Man. He's not in it. He's yeah. not in it at all. No. That... And that's the thing, like, they had, they've shown a logo that they have a Green Lantern movie coming, um, in, I want to say 2018, and it's going to be called Green Lantern Core. and there's rumors that the reason why they're calling it Core is because it's going to feature more than just Hal Jordan, um, there's rumors that it's going to be, uh, Kyle Rayner and Jon Stewart, which, I like those two characters, but I'm also in the sense where I'm just like, we still need Hal Jordan in there. Hal Jordan is Green Lantern. That's what I was about to say. If, like, if you're going to do multiple, I think my picks would be Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Because I know a lot of people like Jon Stewart's version. Well, to me, you, you should have all three. Uh, it'll also keep the pacing of the movie um, a lot faster, which would be beneficial. But, like, because uh, you, you basically get everything. You get Hal Jordan is a super confident guy that secretly has this like inner lying fear inside of him that prevents him from being you know better and being a green lantern makes him uh conquer his fears then you've got john stewart who was a um he was a soldier ptsd all that kind of stuff getting over that and then you've got kyle rayner kyle rayner is ion 
we're just gonna just a whole different thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. As long as they keep Guy Gardner out, Guy Gardner is like the worst one. <laughs> Personally, though, I really hope. Ah, actually, I, I was saying this the other day, but like, like I don't want to get too much into it, but. Um, for Green Lantern Corps, I really want it to be Sinestro Corps War. Like, that would be, like, the perfect version for me, is that it turns out to be Sinestro Corps War. But, you know, the, that's us getting too specific on the comic book. Probably won't be. Yeah, but <laughs> overall, like, um, so Marvel took it easy this year, but I also think it's because they don't have a big movie that they're really pushing. They Realistically, they're pushing a movie uh, with a new character, Doctor Strange, and then they've got Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, or Volume 2, but then the thing is is that they don't have much to really show off yet, because I, I feel like it's that thing, too, that they understand that that movie comes out next year, so they're like, they're, we're not going to show you that much for it. While on the other hand, you've got... I mean, Warner Brothers did it with Batman v Superman. They, sh they were showing off footage for that like a year and a half before it came out. And it was just like, why? Why are you showing us all this? But you know, no matter what, like, we're getting all these movies. So, <laughs> But um, we're going to be moving on to our main subject, because our main subject actually was featured in Comic-Con. So uh, we'll be back in a second. So for our main story, this was actually part of the Marvel panel at Comic-Con because Kevin Feige, the uh, head of um, uh, the president of Marvel Studios, he was the one that announced it um, during the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, like panel. He officially announced that Disney is going to be converting Disney California Adventures Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And along with it, we got a uh, post on the Disney Parks blog where we got a lot of concept art and we got a video from someone I never would have expected to be the one to be pushing this on us. But then at the same time, he did... I, I was saying this the other day. I was like, he did have to sell out a little to sell us on Avatar Land. So I, I guess it's not that surprising. So Joe Rohde himself wrote this article um, I'm going to read it word for word for you, but uh, they said, Today at San Diego Comic-Con, Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, announced to a packed house of fans that the Guardians of the Galaxy are coming to Disney California Adventure Park. Beginning in summer 2017, the outrageous and irreverent gang will appear in Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, a comically high-energy, rocking new adventure. Guests will be right in the mix with characters from the blockbuster Guardians of the Galaxy films. Deep inside his fortress-like collection, the mysterious Tanelier Tivian, aka The Collector, is displaying his newest acquisitions, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They are trapped in customized display cases suspended over a vast abyss. Unbeknownst to their unscrupulous captor, the intrepid Rocket has escaped and is enlisting the collector's VIP guests to, uh, for help. Guests board a gantry lift, <laughs> which launches them into a chaotic and hilarious adventure as they join Rocket in an attempt to break his fellow guardians out of captivity. 
The new attraction will anchor a broader universe of superheroes that will grow over time at Disney California Adventure Park. The exciting new presence will transform the structure currently housing the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, scheduled to close in early 2017, into an epic new adventure, enhancing the breathtaking freefall sensation with all new visual and audio effects to create a variety of ride experiences. Guests will experience multiple random, unique ride profiles in which the rise and fall of the gantry lift will rock to the beat of music inspired by the film's popular soundtrack. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout opens summer 2017 at Disney California Adventure Park. Stay, stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog as we'll bring you more details as the attraction develops as well as opportunities to celebrate the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror before it closes early 2017. Okay, so I will say there's a couple things that I did enjoy and there's a video on there which I highly suggest people watch because you get to see Joe Rohde like truly sell you on it and that's the thing too is like I feel like these the one thing is that it does kind of go into his comfort zone because like the one of the biggest pieces of art that I think that they really showed is they showed off um which you can tell looking at it it's obviously supposed to be the boiler room as it is now uh as the collector's collection now this I think and like George even said uh off mic like this really presents itself like a really fun opportunity of like random and like very comic book specific things that they can throw in there to show off. Like I know like in the video they showed off like Cosmo the uh, the space dog or whatever, but like you know th this is definitely an opportunity for them to get really random with with uh, specific comic book stuff, and that's one thing that I do think is like really cool. Um, and, and I do, like, there's certain parts that I'm like, like, I understand, and I know, like, we've gotten on the, on the soapbox about this before, but, like, overall, it's lazy. That, like, that's the main thing, is, like, to me, overall, it's lazy. It's like doing Maelstrom as the Frozen ride. Overall, it was lazy to do it. But if they do it right, I will give them that, like, it will work perfectly. Uh, me and George were saying this on our way over here. If you guys go back to season one, I don't remember what episode, me and George said that this is the lazy route that we were afraid that they were going to take to introduce Marvel into the parks, because it's like the, it's like the easiest one to grab for them, and it's sad, but and to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, if they do it the way that they, they could be capable of, it could actually end up being a good idea and a fun ride. I, I would actually say, um, like, I know when we talked about the Frozen ride, you guys were all pretty much haters, but the one thing I noticed is that they did a really, like, fantastic job doing it. And that, that's the one thing, like, for me, I was just like, I, I have to give them, is they did a lazy thing. And I still think the storyline of that ride is completely lazy, but they did, like, a great job. The, the work that they did with the animatronics, the work that they did with the queue, like, everything they did for it was actually, like, a spectacular job. Like, realistically, if they would have done this, um, I don't know, universal storytelling style, it would have been crappy and just, like, basic level. You know, the only thing I could... <clears throat> I was thinking, so I know, like, when you get in the ride, when you get in the hotel, I wonder if, if that's going to be, like, the art, but, like... You know when you go in that room, when you watch the little Twilight video, like, 
I wonder how they're gonna like do it. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like, so like this is obviously the boiler room. You know, when you're about to board. Right. I'm guessing what they're gonna do is for that part, they're gonna either, well, they've got two options realistically. Um, they can either cut out that part and it just splits into two. Which they could do, but I'm pretty sure because of the way they're saying this, they're, they're going to use that as a storytelling scene. So it's going to be you going in there and it's probably going to be the collector or his assistant explaining why you're here. And then it'll probably be like dinosaur style where it'll cut to like Rocket telling you what he's going to do and how you're going to help him. The Twilight Bride, you know when you go upstairs basically, you know there's like a bunch of metal thing. Was that part of a theme? Of Twilight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Twilight uh, the Twilight Zone was all about like past episodes. Yeah. They they have like references to them. Okay. Um, like there's certain things I do like. Like he says uh, that they're gonna be enhancing it, uh, the free fall scenes with like visual and audio effects, which I would like to see like how they're gonna do that. Cause any of you that have gone on the one in Disney World, which we all have, we know that. You know, there's the open scenes, and then there's the parts underneath where it'll stop, and then it's like a scene from, uh, you know, where it shows like Rod Serling or something. So I'm wondering if that's what they're trying to bring in, if it's going to be something like that. Um, They could do a screen on the top so that you could see stuff up there, too. Um, There's like, there's so many things that that they can do. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to get too negative just because, like, you know, we've, we've gone on about this, you know... All I'm going to say is I'm sure more of you out there are agreeing that they should have just tore, tore it down the way that I wanted to, <laughs> but I guess we're all on board with tearing it down now, but <laughs> but that that's the thing, though, is, like, I see a lot of positives, like, um, th- like stating that it's going to have the soundtrack from the, like, from the movie, yes. that's a win, like, that's a win, because it's, like, that's definitely something that that movie... That's an iconic piece of that movie is the soundtrack, and then it's just that thing though. Like it's just overall, it's lazy. But when we when you were reading the article, it sounds like I think he even straight said it. They're introducing Marvel into into specifically California Adventure, so I'm guessing that means that whole area is about to maybe be revamped. That 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 was actually like part of the announcement, and he says it very slightly in the video that it's part of you know, Marvel, uh, coming into Disney California Adventure. So, first of all, this is the first time that they're admitting it. Because I know we've talked about it before, that the expansion pad that's near Cars Land is supposed to be for Marvel. This is them saying that it's going to happen. Um, there's also a lot of background information. So, like, I, I had read this on Mice Chat the other day. Uh, there was, like, this big turnover at Disneyland, um, well, in Disney Parks. So they had, like, a, a surprise, like, meeting the other day. Uh, it was, like, a couple weeks ago, maybe. And, um, no, it was, like, a week ago, actually. So this is actually right on the on the feet of it. Um, and this was part of, like, what Mice Chat was talking about. They said that, you know, um, which I didn't even know. So the, the big reason why things were so weird at Disney Parks, like, for, especially for Disneyland, because, like, we all know, like, Disneyland needed to be doing this, like, sooner. But... The problem was is that Shanghai costs so much, and Magic Bands cost so much. So what happened is, in their new um, 
So Jay Rizzullo, when he was running the parks, he was the one that decided that Disney parks were going to be run in Orlando, which doesn't make sense because Jay Rizzullo worked in Anna, or well, he worked in Burbank. So I'm like, whatever. But what the surprise was is that um, with Tom Stags leaving and um, with, you know, things uncertain, they announced that, uh, to the managers, they announced that Team Disney is now going to be back to where it was before. It's two different entities. So there's Team Disney Anaheim, which is Disneyland, and then there's Orlando. So with that, it turned into that Disney was now, or Disneyland was getting the money back that it, you know, should have had in the first place because they were trying to cover up the cost of, you know, the Magic Bands and Shanghai. But now that they're their own entity again, they have their own budget. And with that budget, apparently they said that immediately um, Team Disney Anaheim just said, we're going through with all the Marvel stuff that's happening. And this is obviously like the quickest one they can do. So they, they want to make a big statement that this is happening now. And, you know, a lot of people were surprised. To me, like, it's that thing. We've been talking about it, and then there's also the fact that you already have the Marvel characters in, uh, you know, California Adventure, so I was like, it was coming eventually. But, you know, I, I do understand that, and I do understand that it's about getting things going now. It's kind of like with Star Wars Land. They announced Star Wars Land, and then we got Seasons of the Force. Because Seasons of the Force was the quickest way for them to capitalize on Star Wars, but also to get stuff so that people can come in and see it. Yeah. Just like Guardians... Like, for Guardians, this is perfect, because Guardians comes out next year. So it's perfect advertising. I'm a little weary about the timeline they already gave, you know, with them saying that it's going to close in early 2017 and then reopen in summer. I'm just like, they can't be doing an amazing job if it's closed for that short. That, that does actually worry me. It's like... It's like, okay, but your concept arts, this thing looks crazy cool. You're, you're telling me, you know, six or so months. My, my real concern is the outside. I don't understand how, yeah, in like six or seven months, they're going to get the outside to look like the concept art. But I also, like, I, I could believe that they could do it. If they're working, like, mad at it, they'll get it done. They start stamping it out like the uh, crew is right now for Star Wars Land. Yeah. They haven't announced when they're going to close Twilight Zone, right? Or the yeah, they, early next yeah, year. Yeah, they, they said early 2017, but they also, uh, which I, I thought was like a nice touch, they threw at the bottom of it saying, you know, to um, pay attention to the, park, uh, the Parks blog because they're going to announce opportunities to celebrate the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror before it closes. So that means that they're at least understanding, like, yeah, we know some of you are going to be upset, but, um, you know, I like that they're like, hey, we're going to give you an opportunity for your last hurrah. Kind of like with Star Tours, they gave you your last hurrah before it turned into Star Tours, the adventures continue. I mean, I, I know... I know the overlying thing for it for us is laziness and it's sad, but at the same rate, I, I don't understand the some of the people who are like hating this. I saw one person post and I kind of wanted to say something, but I didn't. She said, uh, "This is a classic ride, and so and so would be would be like you know spinning would be uh, sitting in the grave upset." I'm like, "This is not yeah. a classic." I know we have the classic in Florida, <laughs> so did um, it. Well, uh, okay, so, like, 
I, I had a little bit of that same kind of discussion with uh, um, with uh, Nate from uh, <laughs> from from the um, uh, what you would call it uh, Wedway Radio. So like, because I, I said kind of the same thing where I was like, well, you know. This is like, to me, this is like something I remember at uh, Disney California Adventure. And he said it didn't open with the park. And I was like, you know, realistically, I didn't say it was and I It was like, <laughs> you know, one of their original attractions. But it is one of those things that like is like a part of that park now. But at the same time, it's like I, I'm also a firm believer in things have to change. Like there's certain things you can't touch. Uh, but overall, like, this is realistically owned by CBS, uh, you know, Twilight Zone, so it's like, they have to pay royalties to use it, so for them, I'm sure it's just a win-win. They're playing, they're being yeah. slightly less now, because they're also their own entity, so that means that they're excited. Yeah, they're gonna pay, pay nothing. Good. Yeah, they're gonna pay nothing to use it as Guardians now. Um, yeah, like, that's the thing, is like, I remember as a as a teenager that for Disney California Adventure that was one of the main things you went to see was this ride and uh, you know California Screaming but you know I think bring, especially like bringing it in as Guardians like that is a plus um, cause you know it, it does involve the synergy mm-hmm. and Disney loves their synergy <laughs> my other issue with that is that I, I think synergy stupid overall <laughs> Because, like, like, I know we've discussed this before, but synergy kills uh, creativity. That's what it really does. Because synergy is all about tying everything into something. And it's like, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was a really creative thing for James Gunn and for Marvel Studios to make this ride. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy took no creativity. Like, it took no thought process to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just make it Guardians now. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, you don't... And, and we've discussed that at length. The two golden standards for, you know, original storytelling in an attraction is Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. And yet, no theme park tries to do that. Everything is synergy now. They All they do is they try to tie it in. No one wants to create something iconic. And that's how you get things like we're getting this thing. We're getting Avatar Land. We're getting Star Wars Land. We got Cars Land. And then you look over on the other side, and Hong Kong Disneyland got, to me, like, I would definitely say it's, like, the coolest ride that's been built in, like, probably the last, like, at least, like, 15 years, which is Mystic Manor. And they got uh, the Grizzly Gulch, like, uh, their Grizzly Gulch, like, railroad ride, which... If you haven't seen it online, like, it's actually amazing, like... So it's, like, it's basically Big Thunder, except, uh, the whole idea is that it's, like, Grizzly Gulch is, um, the mountain range, and it's, like, got a lot of bears. So you're on this, like, mine train that's going crazy because the bears are accidentally (laughs) destroying everything. And, like, that's the thing, is it has animatronics, uh, sequences, uh, where, like, you go backwards, you know, kind of like, um... Kind of like uh, Everest. And then you stop and you watch these bears like riding on a little mine train. And you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, but like you don't get stuff like that anymore. Because they would never do that. I mean, there were, we were uh, like luckily for us Lone Ranger didn't do well. Because 
It was well known that Big Thunder was about to turn into Lone Ranger if that movie did well. Which, you know, I hate because, like, I did love that movie, but there was that part of me that was just like, please, no. You can't touch. That's a, that's one of the rides that you just absolutely shouldn't be touching. Uh, but yeah, it's true. It's like, uh, the, the, it's set up the creativity part of it does die because I know you said it a couple of podcasts ago. If they were to pitch something like Pirates or Haunted Mansion today, it'd probably get shot down within an instant in that, you know, in that meeting. Because they'd be like, what does it tie into? Yeah, they'd be like, who would care? They would say, who would want to write that? Maybe maybe if you redesigned it as, you know, Captain America Mansion or something stupid. (laughs) Or X-Men Mansion. But that's that would be cool <laughs> well that's the thing is like you would never you would never get something like that off the ground here you know like as much as I like Guardian of the Galaxy why did they pick them instead of like Iron Man you know someone like a little bit more famous you know like, like I said um so you have to think about it in terms of like Iron Man yeah is like their biggest character now now I, I just wanna, it's, I, I wanna let you all know, everyone keeps trying to fight me on it. Iron Man was not their go-to hero before the Iron Man movie. No. Their go-to hero was always Spider-Man. But then that's the thing, is that Iron Man became this huge thing. So, I know you would say like Iron Man, Captain America, but the reason why they aren't doing those characters is their contracts are almost up. So like, literally, Avengers, um, uh, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars is the last ones that they have to appear for. So, Guardians is new. So, the reason why they're using Guardians is you've got two things. The sequel comes out next year, so this is perfect free advertising for that movie. It's gonna do... The movie's gonna do well just because it's a sequel for for a movie that people loved. And then this ride is gonna push a lot of people in there just to see it. And then you also have the fact that you know for a while you can you're gonna have these characters there because they what they each have a six movie deal and they've only done two so far well they've only done one uh, guardians two is the second one they're doing so they've got them under contract for like a while but that's the thing is like robert downey jr chris evans like all of the avengers cast like they're all almost up so it's like they they've already been saying that um you know avengers after that might have to be the new set of heroes and that's the thing is that they don't want to invest a bunch of money into making Iron Man be the you know thing for that if he's not going to be there. Because let's be real, this isn't like Warner Brothers. Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. Where they're not going to recast him immediately, and everyone's just going to go, sure, oh, okay. <laughs> yep, he's the one. Like all these people, no, Ben Affleck is the greatest Batman. No, he's not. And the, vo- the voice that. that they used on him was so stupid. That, like, gargled up, like, voice thing. Ugh, I thought that was so stupid. It sounds like Bane before they edited it. Well, that, well, that's the thing, is they obviously put a sound effect on his voice, but I was just like, why'd you do that? Oh, but, you know, to, to get back on this whole thing, I actually, uh, if, if any of these were going to be transitioning into this, I'm actually kind of happy it's Guardians, because... That movie was unprecedented. I don't think anybody knew going into that this movie was going to turn into what it turned into. You know what they should have done? They should have used the voice of Arrow. You know when he changed his voice? (laughs) (laughs) I hate that, too. Uh, Actually, Hunter, you're totally right, too. Like, that was actually something um, 
that Zack Snyder brought up with Batman v Superman, he was just like, uh, he was like, oh, well, over here, like, we have the characters that people love and, you know, adore. We're not like Marvel, where they just make whoever the flavor of the month is. And James Gunn said, he's like, oh, okay, because Guardians of the Galaxy was a flavor of the month. No one knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was until it came out. And then that's the thing, too. At, and we, we all talked about that before it came out. They were already saying that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be Marvel's bust. Like, they, they were like, that's going to ruin Marvel because it's too outlandish. It's too, you know, far. And then that was the thing is it was a great movie. And that's what it really came down to is it was a great movie. Batman v Superman couldn't even do that. We have to get our un- unnecessary hate on them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, and it's funny because I remember being against this movie. I was really against this movie, and then I, I, you were like, Hunter, just watch it. I sat down and watched it. I was like, this is so amazing. Yeah, I super loved this movie. Like, even the intro, like, it was it was really good, uh-huh. you know? Well, I mean, they went for, they obviously went for that, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark intro, but that was just the right way to go. Yeah, because you just, you wanted to be, you wanted to be Star-Lord watching that. <laughs> you were just like, oh man. I sang the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, of course, like, no matter what, like, and we, I saw online the other day, a bunch of Disney fans were like, let's petition for, to save Tower of Terror, and I'm just like, you could get a million signatures on there and they're not going to care because the thing is is that they see this as the future tower of terror overall like you know as much as we love the ride when it really comes down to it it's tied into something that is defunct and mm-hmm. is just like it's a thing that only fans of twilight zone know like most people that ride that ride don't know twilight zone anymore they don't know rod Serling. And, and, you know, that's sad, but, I mean, you have to it's move forward. Truth, though. Yeah. You have to move forward eventually. Make sure you take uh, your last photo. Yeah. <laughs> get your get your last uh, thrills uh, before 2017. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know I always say it, but I always look at the stats, and, you know, we see a huge surge in this new season, so... Uh, Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, uh, another thing we wanted to mention, though, is uh, Nathan. Thanks for tagging us in your Disney World post, but just know this. We'll be there soon. We'll see you. That's right. And, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, like always, though, you can follow me on any social media. I'm at G-O Disney. That's G-I-O Disney. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy 24 or on Twitter at hunter 3 p ATM. I like how you say it so slow. <laughs> you can follow Hunter on... <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, uh, J1&E2. Yeah, and uh, once again, we want to thank uh, Dave. And uh, we want to say, Mr. Iker, why are you going against us? <laughs> you were cool with us in the beginning. <laughs> he, he must be a fan of Modern Mouse. No, I'm, oh. kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, but thank you guys seriously for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Adios. Later. Ka-chow.